I'm Evan Applegate, I'm a cartographer, and on very expensive maps I talk to better cartographers. This week you'll hear from Andrew Middleton, a GIS analyst and mapmaker who read one fateful tweet and then six months later moved across the country to become the new owner of the Map Center in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. The Map Center is one of the last remaining retail map shops in the United States. My name is Andrew Middleton. I'm a GIS analyst. I'm currently the new owner of the Pawtucket Map Center in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I studied environmental conservation at the University of New Hampshire. I found out later that a comprehensive program just means that you're going to be garbage at everything. And having taken a GIS course, you know, that was the one technical skill that I really emerged from college with. And it was something that I, I rode from job to job. My, my first real job out of college was doing an AmeriCorps position doing abandoned mine land remediation in coal country in West Virginia. And a lot of that was like digitizing old mine permits and doing, you know, water quality remediation. And uh, ever since then, I've been doing a lot of contract work and consulting, and I've got a long resume of weird work in mapping. Um, and, it, and it sort of satisfies the part of me that is curious about a lot of things. And I've always appreciated that cartography is always at the intersection of a lot of my different interests, um, you know, geology, environmental science, law, policy, sociology. Um, it's never required that I specialize, which has been lovely. I think now might be the time that I give you the full backstory because it is, it is a good story. I was on cartography Twitter and someone was passing around an article from the Providence Journal of all places. And it was an article about uh, Andy Nosel, who is the third owner of the Pawtucket Map Center established in 1953 and how he wants to retire after a long and storied career running the map center since before I was born. And rather than call up a dumpster service and just empty everything into it, he wanted to give it away. He knew that the business didn't have a, a whole lot of like monetary value. I mean, it is, it is a map store in the year of our Lord 2023. Uh, and he was just like, you know, like I, the important thing to me is that this thing keeps going. Like this is a special thing and I want it to endure somehow. Who would be willing to do that? <laughs> yeah, and he just invited people to send him emails, you know, like send, send me an email about why you should run the map store and I'll give it to you. And you know, how, how could I not try, you know? So I wrote, I wrote a long email and it was mostly just sort of like a, like a personal journaling exercise. It was sort of like, what about this crazy idea seems even remotely appealing. Am I actually seriously considering like moving across the country to take over a small business that like hasn't made money in like four years? Like what, what about this seems like a good idea? And you know, I was like, okay, well, I like, I like the idea of creative control and I like the idea of contemporary cartography. I like the idea of connecting people to place. You know, I had all these different crazy ideas and I, I wrote them down I thought that was kind of fun and I clicked send and then, you know, I got sort of a form, wow, this post blew up, you know, kind of, kind of email from Andy. And I was just kind of thinking like, yeah, that's, that's where this should end. You know, like it, it should, it should end with like an automated email thanking me for submitting and, and that should be it. And then two days later, uh, I got another email from Andy that said, uh, um, just kidding, actually, I want you to run it. He sort of called my bluff. And um, I, I had a you know, conversation afterwards with him. I, we talked about where the business has been. We talked a little bit about his, his professional ethos and uh, you know, where, where he wanted the Map Center to go. I sort of said, yes, that's, that's interesting. I, I appreciate that. But also, you know, if you give me the keys, I'm going to make some decisions. And you're not going to love all of them. And that's going to be OK, because it will be mine at a certain point. You know. I visited just like three weeks after that first email, after, after I got my Willy Wonka golden ticket. 
And I looked around the shop, and the shop is currently in its second location. It used to be uh, like a little closer to downtown Providence, uh, a couple miles away on North Main Street, if that means anything to you. Uh, and um, for the past, you know, handful of years or so, it's been in this beautiful old mill building. And and I gotta say, like it's it's sort of a combination workshop. Um, you know, it's a there's a vacuum laminator press. There's um, uh, a couple of lamination machines. There's a whole array of scanners and printers. You know, it is it is a fabrication shop, but it's also um, a place with a lot of like flat folio map drawers and poster uh, uh, stands where you can sort of flip through the big panels and and some bookshelves. And so it's it's sort of this odd mix of retail space and workshop space, but really kind of like leaning into the practical utility of maps. So, um, you know, Andy's been running this place since like the late 80s, up until the last 10 years or so, was doing really well selling the kinds of maps that people needed. And the emphasis was really on like practical maps that help you get from point A to point B. You know, they were road atlases, they were, um, uh, you know, state maps, uh, city maps, hiking, biking guides, you know, we've got a couple of books about like, you know, canoeing and kayaking around New England, you know, they were like very practically minded things. And when I saw that at first, I'm thinking like, well, you know, Google Maps exists, you know, Apple Maps exists, like how do you sell information that someone else is giving away for free? Um, in, in my estimation, and you know, I've got all kinds of ideas about retail without having actually like run a small business before. So, <laughs> you know, Andy and I go back and forth because, you know, he's, he's a fellow who's, who's successfully run a business for a long period of time. And even though that business has changed a lot, um, you know, he, he has some pretty valuable insights on what works and what doesn't. And meanwhile, like I have a number of my own personal aesthetic preferences and my own like philosophical objectives. And I have my hunches about how I think people will enjoy interacting with this space. But you know, we, we, do, we do have something a little bit of an opposition where, where he's, he's really pushing the utilitarian maps and I'm pushing for more of like an emotional landscape cartography. Maybe I've been spending too much time in California. Maybe I'm a little too hippy dippy now, but like maps make you feel things. Why would somebody buy your thing instead of somebody else's thing? And I think, I think a big part of that has to be because it makes you feel good in some way. So Rosal, he would prefer you walked in and there's a really deep pile of Thomas guides, neatly folded topo rack. Right. You know, I brought my copy of Rebecca Solnit's Infinite City uh, of, of San Francisco and, um, you know, I'd be like, here, like this is this is the kind of thing that I'm really excited about. Like I want maps with stories. I want maps with identity and perspectives and art. And uh, and I think this is something that someone would would, would pay to put on their wall. Um, and I think it's just going to be a harder push to get someone to pay thirteen ninety five for information that they probably already have in their pocket. How much back and forth bitching about this was there before you got the keys? A not insignificant amount. Uh, when I when I visited in April, I you know I could he was he was he was kind of giving me the eye. He was like, I see what you're trying to do. I don't know if I love it. And and I was kind of pushing back and saying like you know that's that's okay if you don't love it. You don't have to give it to me. Did someone else come out to have this kind of interview with him other than you? About a dozen other people. One guy came from Russia. Twelve people showed up to this brick building in Rhode Island? Not all at once. Um, I showed up with a, a group of about six people. I was the only one who made maps. Uh, I was the only one who was like a published cartographer. I think everyone else just kind of liked the idea of maps, um, which I think is why the business still exists, is because a lot of people like the idea of maps. But yeah, I, my vision for this place is, I think, really based on the location. I think it's really special that there's a physical map store just anywhere. There aren't there aren't that many of them, and most of them are antique map dealers. 
Um, there's a great one in Newport that's that's not far away from me. They do really great antique prints and 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 like original like original prints. They do a great business and it's really fun and it's just great to be able to like flip through what they've got and and that tactile experience of exploring is so much more satisfying than buying online. So here I am in this this gorgeous renovated but still kind of run down mill. It, there's something very poetic about running a map store in the husk of an industrial building that used to make things that no one really needs anymore. This pile on anachronisms on anachronisms. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But something that I want this place to really evoke as a message is that mapping didn't stop in 1870. We have a great collection of, you know, De Beers maps and like insurance maps from the 19th century. And they're good sellers. People like seeing what their neighborhood looked like a long time ago. Like that's satisfying and that's not going to stop. And I don't want to stop providing that service. But New England has changed a lot. It's not a static place as, as much as, you know, nostalgia runs free in New England. You know, it's a dynamic place and we still make maps of it because we're still learning new things about the place that we live in. And I think that's beautiful. And I want more contemporary cartography in this place to reflect that. And, and that means more maps that are pretty and have a message and have a perspective, but may not have like a specific utility in a way that would have made it at home in this business, you know, 10 years ago. I haven't tried this out. I'm, I'm new to this game and, and maybe in six months I'll I'll revert everything back or, you know, it's, it's, a, it's exciting that I get to experiment. So you show up, meet Andy, beat up the 11 other suitors. He says, okay, it's you. Does he own the building? Is it a lease to the space? It's a lease to the space. The agreement is that, you know, any, anything that I sell that he bought stock in, you know, like that's, you know, 50% of the revenue goes to him and then, you know, 100% of the revenue uh, from stuff that, that I, I bring in. Um, uh, goes to goes to me and, and my newly newly established LLC. You know, we had sort of a, a handshake agreement by the middle of April that this was a thing that he thought that I could do, that he wanted me to be a part of. And for the next three months, I was just on a roller coaster of emotions. Like I, I had like three weeks where I was like, why would I ever leave Oakland? I love Oakland so much. Um, I just haven't been doing a great job of like getting outside and being sociable enough and doing artsy fartsy things that 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 made my heart happy and and then i would radically shift the other way and say no 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 no, i need i i need to move across the country and change everything and, and go do this crazy thing you know i started to mellow out a little bit and i gave myself some time to really sit with the decision and i kind of came to the conclusion that i have two really awesome options you know i can stay in oakland which is truly a blessing um or i can move to the east coast be a little bit closer to my family um, I've got some great connections here. Um, it's not totally out of left field, you know, like I, I actually have some, you know, longstanding history in, in Rhode Island and Southern Massachusetts in particular. This is not like a total pack up and move somewhere where you don't know anyone situation. It felt good that I had two excellent choices and I figured that if it came down to making a choice between A and B, uh, pick the one with the better story. And there isn't a better story than getting to try something this high risk, high reward of getting, getting to run a small business, getting to enact my vision, um, getting a chance to meet new people and talk about something that I love, rekindle my own interests, um, work on some maps of my own that I've been working on. I was really worried about it and I really dragged my feet making this decision. There have been a few weeks having moved out here that have been really, really challenging. But now I can't imagine not doing it. It feels really good. You know, two, two months in, you know, ask me again another four. 
But right now I'm just really grateful that this is a thing that I get to do with my life. How amazing is that? Okay, so agreement in April, doors open October? Doors open October. I got off a plane, I got a, uh, a train to Pawtucket, got the keys to my new apartment, and then I walked to the mill that morning and uh, opened my laptop and that was it. That was October 1st. When you got there, it was all fit out as a retail space. Like it had racks, it had a sign that said bathroom customers only. Most of the business has been online. I don't love that. I don't like having to compete with all of the really talented, excellent people that are online. And frankly, I think that the beauty of having a physical location means that you can do something different and special that other people can't. And I really want to lean into that. So to me, like a big part of the selling point was, was actually having a physical map space that people could explore and open the drawers and look for things and find things. And I, I wanted to make the kind of place that I like visiting for purely selfish reasons. Like I wanted to have a, a quirky little place that you'd find on Atlas Obscura that would make you wonder, how the heck is this still in business? I love it. You know, like that's the kind of thing that I was hoping for. And, um, you know, like that's just not how this shop is set up. It's, it's you know, it's, it's set up for efficiency for online orders. The online orders have been sort of, you know, declining over the years. And um, frankly, the, the space is not really geared towards folks just kind of wandering in. I'm working on it. It's a lot of work. I'm moving some shelves around, um, cleaning some spaces out, trying to make the place a little bit more friendly. Um, a lot of people don't even know that we're here, which is really curious. Like, you know, there's a lot of like walking traffic, like pedestrian traffic nearby. Um, but I'm trying to like, once, once I have the place a little bit more presentable, then I'm going to make like a hard pivot to, to attracting more of those people that are already in the building for other businesses. Um, I just don't want to like do that too soon because I feel like if you do a rebrand, if you haven't changed anything, you're just inviting people to recognize you as the thing that used to be. And that's not really what I'm trying to push for. One thing that I will, I will also mention here that's been really fun about moving to Rhode Island is that there are two reactions that I get from people when they ask me what it is that I'm doing and, and what I'm up to. And I, I tell them that I run the map center. More often than not, they say the what? Like that's a thing? Okay. But the other option is, oh yeah, you used to be on North Main Street. I've been coming to you for years. Like how amazing is it that that business still exists? Like that's so cool. When are you open? When can I drop by? They're ready to rediscover. They are. They absolutely are. And that's and that's a hundred percent a credit to 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 Andy running this place for you know thirty years. And he's had a, a real attention to detail and craftsmanship on a lot of the stuff that he's been putting together. And people recognize that. And um, it is it is a fun place to explore. And I'm trying to make it a little bit more friendly and and maybe even a little bit goofy at times. So it's a little bit more approachable. Um, so that you don't have to feel like a map aficionado in order to enjoy the space. But there is there is a lot of goodwill. I think people appreciate what it is. And I'm trying to lean into that energy and try to deliver more of that kind of experience. There's a neon sign in the window and that hasn't been turned off. Andy was going to take it with him, but he said that... Um, uh, you know, d d despite our, our mutual grumblings at each other occasionally, he, uh, he sort of gave me the nod and he said, I'll, I'll leave this here because I think, I think you've earned it. It's a real neon sign? It's a real neon sign. Yeah, it's great. If I have earned Andy's begrudging respect, then, then uh, I, I call that neon sign my biggest, brightest, greenest badge of honor. Is he still around in the neighborhood? Maybe about like two or three days a week, Andy comes by and we have lunch together. It's lovely. It's so good. I think Andy is, is glad that he, he doesn't have to run the business. Like he is retired and he's enjoying that. But he also lives in the community and, you know, his friends are here. And he doesn't have to be, but he chooses to be here because it's something that's important. That's the greatest responsibility that I feel like I have is I have, I have to keep this place being important. 
you stepped into something that was a fixture. I was really nervous that moving here was going to be lonely and scary and isolating. And it's been the easiest move of my life just because people have been really friendly. I think people are really excited about what I'm trying to do. And just, just sharing a meal with people who might be pretty different, <laughs> might be doing very different things in their lives. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lovely community to be a part of. Of the people who walk in, say, you say is it, that's mostly a weekend thing, right? Most of the time, you know, folks are, are kind of, you know, in out surgical strike operation. You know, they're, they're picking up a, uh, you know, a bike map of a Quidnick Island or something like that. We've got some pretty nice little local guides that are, that are good. Um, you know, most people have sort of like a, a very specific idea of what they want. Um, and, you know, they're like in and out in a few minutes. You know, on the weekends when people have a little bit more time, they're more inclined to tear through the collection and say like, oh, this is really cool, but do you have that? And like, oh, but I'm really looking for that. And then, then you end up, you know, spending a half hour trying to make somebody happy who may or may not ever be happy. Um, Retail. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, um, I'd, I'd say some of our biggest sellers are, you know, we have some, some older 1700s prints of Narragansett Bay, which admittedly are really, really gorgeous. We've got them on, printed on a nice paper from a, um, a printer in Ithaca. Uh, we do have our own printers here. We, we, do, we do print a certain amount on demand. Uh, we have the full collection of USGS Topo quads. Um, so we get, a, we get a lot of folks who are interested in either like the surveying or like navigational aspect. As, as I've been going through some of these old boxes and just reorganizing things um, and, and setting things up in a way that I can find things, um, we found some really cool stuff. Like I have, I have this um, uh, 1943 US Army Air Corps map of uh, the island of Papua printed on rayon acetate parachute silk, um, which is just such an incredible piece. Um, a lot of maps during the Second World War were printed on, on parachute silk or, or rayon uh, because they were waterproof and tearproof and you know, nearly indestructible. You could stuff it in your pocket. You could you know, wipe the sweat off your brow with it. Um, it's just, it's such a great piece. I don't know how to sell it. I, I, haven't, I haven't done any... any um, you know, appraisal on, on something like this. I know that it's, it's a mass, mass manufactured piece. Um, but until I get it, you know, professionally mounted uh, and, and conserved, um, it's just a really cool thing that I like to be able to show people. And um, it's, it's one element that I think makes visiting the MAP Center a unique experience is that it's a little bit of a museum. It's a little bit of a retail store. I'm trying to make it an experience that's that's worth you know bringing your kid to. I think that is where I can add value in a way that is really hard on the internet. Is you know, God, there's just there's just so much beautiful work on the internet, but like you can't touch it before you buy it. And so much of map making is the joy of the object itself, and and like that is something that I can offer. That's something that I'm trying to lean into, and we'll see if that works out. And do people wander in and when they learn that, oh, here's a cartographer right here, do they want to know how, like, oh, how do I do this? You get to evangelize for the profession any? I do. I think most people are just amazed that cartography still exists. I think, I think a number of people are like, oh, wow, you're, you're a cartographer. Like, wow, that's not, not much of that anymore, is there? And then I'd be like, well, you know, I used to live in the Bay Area and used to be connected to about half a dozen professional organizations, each one that had like several hundred members. And you know, that was just a small fraction of the industry as a whole. So, um, yeah, like it is, it is fun to get to remind people that cartography isn't something that only happened in the 16th century. It's a thing that's always happening. Um, and it's probably bigger now than it ever has been in any other period in human history. And with the right free software, you can be part of it too. So 
one, one day on my long to-do list for the MAP Center, I would love to get back into teaching. Um, I used to teach at the, um, uh, the GIS Education Center through the University of San Francisco, Bay Geo, which is a, sort of a um, spinoff of ERISA in the Bay Area. Um, they, they have a really great education program that I've been involved in for a long time. I would love to do similar programming here. I've, I've reached out to a couple of nonprofit organizations that I think would, could use some, some map making expertise. I think there are a lot of different ways to, to make this place a, an active resource rather than sort of like a passive archival resource. Um, I, I, I'd like to be um, a, a hub of a lot of the GIS activity that's happening in the state of Rhode Island. We have the University of Rhode Island, we have Brown, we have RISD, we have Providence City College. Um, we have Johnson and Wales, um, you know, Roger Williams University, like there, um, the, also like <laughs> the state capital, you know, uh, has a lot of, um, GIS services that are, that are being offered to, um, uh, through like a web portal and stuff like that. There's, there's a lot of GIS activity in this area. It's pretty decentralized. I don't think that people are talking to each other the best. Um, I think it would be really cool to, to get to be a, a forum where we can put these talented people together. Um, I hope that's I hope that's not too uh, um, that's not too much hubris to think that um, you know I can I can sort of waltz in and and and, and try to fix everything. But um, GIS people are are a special kind of nerd, and uh, you tend to be real real passionate folks. And and I think that um, there's some interesting opportunities for collaboration. I think it could be a lot of fun. What would you like to do most with this space, provided it you know really takes off? One day, I would love it if every kid in a 30-mile radius has a fond memory of going to the MAP Center as a field trip. Um, I would like to be a, a fun, quirky destination between Boston and New York City. Um, I would like to be a place that reflects Rhode Island's unique culture and identity. <laughs> we're, we're not Massachusetts. We're certainly not Connecticut. Um, it's a it's a small state with a big personality. I, I would like to reflect that here. Um, I want to remind every single person that comes in that cartography is a thing that everyone can do, and to a to a certain extent, everyone already has done at some point in their lives. And and I want to remind people that every map is wrong, but some of them are useful. And to, and to that effect, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll get into the pitch here is, is um, a lot of the stock that I currently have is between that awkward time period between current and useful and old and valuable. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in the middle. And, you know, maybe, maybe I'll just put it in a box and bury it and then hope that in 20 years it'll be more valuable. Um, but <laughs> Cave like, aged maps. Yeah, right. Um, but until then, like there's a lot of stuff that I can't really move. Um, some of it I'm just selling as wrapping paper. Some of it um, I'm, I'm shipping off to a couple of artists who have visions of turning it into to fun, some fun projects. Um, as part of this turnover, I need to bring in new stuff. And not all of the stuff that I want to bring in exists yet, which is kind of frustrating. It's a great opportunity, but like I've got a stack of local maps for local parks and not all the parks have good maps. Some of them are awful. Like some of them are bad. I just know so many people that are cranking out pretty darn good stuff, even during like the November 30 day map challenge where people are just kind of like really tossing stuff off. And it's better 
than what state agencies can do in an official capacity. And if I could draw attention to where these gaps exist and where there are opportunities for even just low number sales, just helping people, like this is a product that someone wants. Can we make it happen? Can we make it leak into the real world? Um, I would really like to throw up a signal and try to help my fellow cartographers get paid and direct them to making things that I genuinely think would provide value to people's lives. You know, again, I think, I think that my principal value here, my, my principal value add is that it's a physical place and it's a physical place that is not, not solely dedicated to antique stuff. It's, it's stuff that's dedicated to here and now. My pitch to the, the cartographic community is that if you are hoping to practice your skills, if you're hoping to just try something different, or maybe you're looking for an opportunity to remind yourself that, you know, what you do is really cool, and you're, you're, maybe maybe you need an opportunity to, to you know, take a left turn and, and and try something different for a little while to exercise some different parts of your brain. You want to get into cartography. I have a number of map prompts on the website at mapcenter.com, and. The idea here is that if you read through the description and it looks like something you want to be involved in, all you have to do is, you know, follow all the bullet points. You know, for example, um, lighthouse maps. Everyone loves a good lighthouse map. It's New England after all. We've got lighthouses. People like maps of lighthouses. There isn't a lighthouse map that I've seen that's like in, in production um, for this area, at least, um, that's like less than 30 years old. and. Um, you know, I've, I've already, I've already sort of put this prompt out there and I've already gotten some really great responses. Like people are making cool stuff. And even if it's not like the best map ever, the fact that it is made for this place, for this time, it just makes it feel like things are still happening. <laughs> you know, like I would, I would love to fill this store, not only with the highest of high quality contemporary stuff, like many of your, your other guests, uh, produce. But I would also love to fill it with like quirky maps that high school kids are making of their neighborhoods that have their own unique perspective. I don't, I'm not planning on selling them, not those ones in particular, but I think having them in the store just reminds people that like all of this is made up. It's fun. It's practical. It's happening in our community. And the perspectives of kids matter and the perspective of your neighbors matter. And maybe they'll help you see a place that you know and love already, but in a slightly different way. And maybe there's value in that. There's a space in the store, not for, you know, ultra high craft finished product, but hey, somebody cared enough to map this. Why don't you try it? Yeah, I think I think that's the way to make something really living instead of just sort of surfing off of nostalgia. And, um, you know, I, I, I love an old map. I'm a sucker for a good old map, and I'm certainly not disparaging old maps, but um, I there's there's so much life and vibrance in in contemporary cartography that I want to highlight. And um, even if you are not the best cartographer ever, even if you just made something that's like a solid B plus, if whatever came before it just sucked, then then you're making a net positive. And I will absolutely print that, and I will absolutely write up a consignment document for you, so that every time it sells, I write you a check. And it's not going to be a big check. And most of the stuff is not going to move all that fast. But if you have something that you want to add to your portfolio and you want your intellectual property that might be rotting on your hard drive to make it onto a piece of paper and into somebody's home, that's a thing that I would like to help make happen. And it's something that I haven't seen many other map stores do. 
I think that that might be an opportunity for the MAP Center to be uh, invigorated in its, its fourth chapter that's just two months old. I love that. Here's a, a list of maps I want to see. I want to put it in the window. I invite you to take a swing. You make an honest effort. I'm going to make you some money. Yeah, that's all it is. You know, I, I was really inspired by the Oakland Museum of California. They had a, um, a cartography exhibit that they produced in, I think, 2019. And they, they put out a call to, to the GIS community. And we all kind of showed up and had some pizza and, you know, wrote some notes down on a whiteboard and everything. And I don't know how many suggestions of ours they actually took, but, you know, they had, they had a nice collection of stuff and they had they had pieces that were made by members of the community. They were not professional cartographers. And you know what? Some of them were bangers. I think about this all the time, but like the best one, it was made with like metallic paper and it was cut out and it was called Places in Oakland to Hear Night Herons and Kiss Girls. It was, it was just a, a, a simple map of Oakland and it was great. It was creative. It had a great look to it. And like, again, I'm not going to buy that and put that on my, on my wall because it's, it's, I'm, I'm a 34-year-old man. That's a little creepy. But like, I think about that all the time because that is one kid's perspective of a place that I know well. My experience of living in Oakland was enriched knowing that there were so many other people that saw the, the same thing in a different way. And to get, to get even more perhaps irritatingly philosophical about it, I mean, cartography is a lot like poetry. You have one emotion that you can write a thousand poems about. And in cartography, you have this one territory that you can make a thousand maps about. And each one tells us as much about the author as it tells us about the territory. And I think that's beautiful. And like poetry, a lot of it's garbage, but it doesn't matter because the process of making it is good to do. Cartography has a big expressive range in addition to technical discipline. Yeah, I want the Map Center to be a cartographic open mic night. Hey, I mean, like we've, we've, we've got the nice stuff. You know, we've got all the USGS topo quads. We've got some really nice prints of um, uh, uh, the Caribbean. You know, we, we, we know our neighborhood. You know, there's a, there's a very large um, uh, Caribbean community around here. And we've got some really cool, like, hand-drawn maps of, uh, you know, the Antilles. You know, we've, we've got all that. We've got our bases covered. But, you know, I really, I really want to bring more people in and, and make it feel a little less like a, 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 a stuffy intellectual pursuit and, and, and closer to something that's um, accessible for, for everyone to, to get to participate in. Cartography didn't die. It lives. It's it does. Right now. It does. Yeah. And it's better than ever. Exactly. Yeah. I always pitch people like, it's never been easier. You've never had less competition. I'm like, please just take a swing. This could, this could be your living if you cared enough. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And even if it isn't your living, even if it's just a thing that you want to try, I want people to have that freedom to, to try and, and, you know, maybe fail gracefully. I think sometimes the, the unsuccessful attempts are, are just as valuable to see as, uh, as anything else. I have a lot, of, a lot of optimism, a lot of, you know, perhaps naivete, um, and a lot of ideas about how I want this field to be loved and how I want that history respected and, and how that culture can be celebrated. It's, it's early days yet. I'm gonna be finding out in the next year or so. Um, I've, I've set myself sort of a deadline that like, if I don't have a clear path to you know, financial sustainability, I don't, I don't expect that the MAP Center will ever like pay my rent, but I, I do expect that it'll reliably break even without consuming all of yeah. my life. Um, if Put it in the black. Yeah, yeah. And, and so far, I think, I think we're pretty comfortably there. I'm not too worried about it. If I can set myself on that trajectory and in a year's time, I'm still, I'm still on track to accomplish something um, that is going to keep this place as special as it is, 
you know, then I'm gonna then I'm gonna keep doing it. I, I do sort of have my uh, my escape valve, you know, if in a year and it's just not working out, like I I want to give myself some permission to fail gracefully myself. At least at the current track record, you know, with 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 two months worth of data points, I'm pretty optimistic. I think this is gonna be. I think this is going to be fun. I think it's going to be valuable. And I think people are going to have fun exploring it. That's my hope. I hope, I hope that um, in another year, more people around town are going to have heard about us, are going to have some, <laughs> some feelings about us. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be a little bit less bashful about, you know, the, the large scale, um, you know, public relations campaign or so forth. You know, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more subtle at the moment. But, you know, in another couple of months when I move some shelves around, and I steam clean the floor and you know, move some things off of the wall, then, then I'll be, um, then I'm going to be, then I'm going to be really irritating on social media. So look out for that. Is there a map retail or other retail operation that you've walked into and you thought, I want to pattern my place after this? Yeah. So that, that place is Ann Hall Antique Prints. Um, and it's, it's like right in downtown Newport. It's again, it's lovely. If you're in the area, you got to check it out, especially if you're a map lover, even if you're not a map lover, you'll find something that's, that's, that's great there. Again, it's all antique stuff. So when I think about like my own my own vision, um, you know, I think a lot about um, uh, the Muncie Map Company. Um, I've not had the pleasure of visiting them in person, but um, I love their dedication to their their community. Um, I, I love that the work that they produce. Um, they're sort of a cartographic consulting firm as well as a retail space, and you know, they've got everything from you know maps and stickers to you know fun posters and, and things. So I think I think they're really cool. Um, one day I'd like to visit in person. Um, there's a great map store. I've done a lot of market research. There's there's a there's a big map center in um, uh, in North Carolina um, that's like sort of full decked out. I mean, kind of National Geographic store adjacent kind of kind of space. Um, I used to be a big fan of Shine and Shine in San Francisco, which unfortunately has um, uh, is now entirely online, uh, which I think says a lot. Quick aside about that, you know, I. Um, I called up Jim Shine, who runs Shine Shine, when I was trying to decide whether or not I wanted to move across the country and, and do this. And I said, you know, like, how, how silly is this? And he said, you know, there are a lot of professions in the world that people don't respect very much. Um, you know, if you say that you're a used car salesman, people kind of roll their eyes. He says, nobody hates the map guy. And I kind of love that. And I'm like, okay, I could be a map guy. That sounds all right. You know, with the exception of the, the store in North Carolina and, and the Muncie Map Company, you know, there's, most of the map stores that are out there are dealing in antique originals. There aren't many people who are doing the more contemporary stuff. And of those, I don't see as much sort of community content. So at the risk of trying to do everything and doing everything poorly, I want to make sure that we have enough old stuff as a hat tip to the content that people are clearly still after and demanding, um, while also maybe having these components that I don't think exist as I have identified them in the retail cartographic space. That's where I think there might be some gaps in the marketplace that we might be able to occupy. We'll roll the dice, we'll see what happens, and if not, then you know, we'll do some backpedaling and we'll you know, try the stuff that we know that works. Has anyone walked in with a real stumper? You get a lot of folks who are after like hyper-specific local stuff. I moved here two months ago. My sense of Rhode Island geography, though there isn't that much of it, uh, is still pretty limited. And so uh, I, I do sometimes get a little self-conscious being like, yeah, I may, I may be the map guy, but also I'm definitely going to need you to tell me where that town is because um, I haven't a clue. So, you know, I, I spent a lot of time hunched over a map with people shoulder to shoulder and be like, oh, yeah, okay, you follow the, follow the highway out there? Okay, it's right there. There we go. That is so cool. Here's, here's how to get a quick geography lesson. People come in and get mildly irked that you don't know what they're talking about. 
I mean, I, yeah, I think, I think, I think anyone who's interested in maps knows that you know maps are a really great way to learn about a place. And uh, I, I've been in this building, in this room, for so much of the past two months that uh, you know the vast majority of my understanding of this place is, is you know, uh, uh, filtered through the lens of maps. So one of these days, I'll get outside and I'll get to, I'll get to ground truth some of it. No time for the territory. That's right. People see a map that they have some personal relation to, and it just pours out of them. Yeah, absolutely. I have talked to a, a museum coordinator for a local historical society that deals a lot with um, indigenous culture. And she was really excited to, to hear um, that I might be able to offer a, um, like a mapping class for indigenous youth who might be interested in teaching their own cartographic stories. Yeah, that's, that's like an element of outreach and, and, and community connection that I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I'll, I'll, I'll get an opportunity to foster. And um, uh, another resource of stories that I'm looking forward to, to learn about my new home through. Since you've been in the weeds of this for so long, have you discovered any map makers that you're like, oh, wow, A+, plus. I wish more people had heard of them? Like, do you, if you have any uh, space to name names right now. Oh, absolutely. Rice did this, these incredible topographic maps. They're just dense. Let me just pull one out of the drawer so I can look at it. Yeah, all right. So this one's called um, Landforms of the United States by Erwin Rice, R-A-I-S-Z. It's labeled, um, it's got this beautiful, like hand, hand-drawn topogra- uh, typography. The elevation is just wonderful. It has sort of that like um, Lord of the Rings map sort of shading for a lot of the, the, the hills. Um, all the, the, the lakes are drawn in. Um, it just has like a really, it makes the mountains look like they're flowing in a, in a really pleasing way. And, and the topography also sort of like leaks into Mexico and Canada. And I think it kind of reminds you that like the land masses predate and will outlive the political boundaries. It's a nice touch that I really appreciate. So Erwin Rice, I think, I think is definitely um, an artist that whose work that we, we carry at the Map Center. We have a couple of old ones. I think a lot of them are out of print. It, it's, it's a new discovery for me, and I'm a huge fan. You know, I've got some, some hyper-local uh, walking guides that are, are really fantastic. Um, the, uh, uh, the company here is um, Great Swamp Press. They're putting together some really nice products. Um, they're, they're efficient. You know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's great cartography, but it gets the job done. And again, there isn't a whole lot of competition for these kinds of very small area of interest maps. I'll add another one. Um, there's a great map called Lay of the Land, which is put together by, um, unfortunately, the closing uh, Legend Bicycles. It's the best bicycle map I've ever found. It's put together by the guy who, who started Legend Bicycles. The map is online. You should check it out. Um, if you are finding yourself in a position to make uh, bicycle or transit maps. This is a great one to draw inspiration from. I wish there were more maps like the lay of the land map uh, for, for more places. And then Andy was calling it map crap, but I'm also adding some some other sort of fun map inspired art things. Like I have um, uh, city maps, which is Gretchen Peterson's adult coloring book. Um, I have a Rhode Island state map embroidery kit uh, made by a, uh, a local textile artist. Um, I'm looking forward to carrying more of her stuff. Um, she's on Instagram as Savory Stitch. And then I also have these really fun coasters that are put together by her company is called All Mapped Out and she's based out of DC. And then I've got um, a copy of All Over the Map, the wonderful cartographic collection from uh, Betsy Mason and Greg Miller. Slowly but surely, we're, we're bringing some more people in who are, you know, still alive and still making stuff. 
a first for the show. Hey, where's some good map names to rattle off? Okay, let me get up and examine some beautiful map material culture. It's on hand. Right. Is it handy because it's it's retail or is it handy just because I have short-term memory and need to look at physical objects that are around me to remind me what's going on? I'm beginning to see Andy's style. Map-adjacent ephemera that might be less utilitarian than a navigation map is map crap. <laughs> yeah, I think he's, he's accepted it as a uh, maybe uh, an eye-rolling component of, of my own personal aesthetic. But, uh, you know, again, I, who knows? He, he may yet be vindicated, so... <laughs> I had invited Andy to come over here. I was kind of hoping that you might say something on the microphone for us. Oh, what do you want me to say? Would you say your name and you know, introduce yourself? Yeah, Andy Nosal. I bought the Map Center in Providence in 1981. It was a business that sort of was a real map store until about 2014. And then since then, it was just kind of a hobby project on life support until I finally figured out a way to, you know, hand all this stuff off better than throwing it away. So I hope this works out for new Andy. The idea of a map store today, that's uh, pretty challenging. And, uh, you know, I have a lot to say about it, but I don't think I have the, the best knowledge to answer that question. How does a map store work today? But I do think I have a lot to say. And the time when I just would put anything that we could sell that was kind of related to a map in the store was, you know, one strategy. And then once it was a hobby, I said, you know, I'm only going to deal with maps that are of a serious function and stuff that's just a curio or a decoration or an augment. I'm going to leave that to others, but that's probably, you know, I think that keeping a careful eye on the things that are of serious purpose and use and uh, that, that really are a masterful collection of information on a piece of paper that people should know about and make more use of is a pretty important feature for a map store going forward. But obviously there's gonna be a lot of other products to fill the line and how to make it all hang together today. I wish you luck. <laughs> I'm Evan, by the way. Thanks so much for giving that intro. Would you mind giving a piece of map store retail advice? You know, I mean, a lot of things that apply to a regular store, you know, you've got to really keep in mind that you make one person happy and you're lucky if they tell somebody. And if you piss one person off, you're lucky if they don't tell 100 people or these days, like thousands. That's pretty good advice. Uh, the other thing is, um, you know, and it's every retailer makes this mistake. You know, you buy too much stuff. You know, it seems like a good deal. And you lay it in and 20 years later, it's still there. And that is just a, it's a sunk cost. And you can either be fallacious about it or not, or you could just like leave it there and hope for something to change. But, uh, you know, resisting, you know, just, just figuring out to spend your money on stuff that's actually going to turn over is, uh, nobody does it perfectly, but boy, you really got to keep that in mind. Yeah, you've got to have like an identity. You've got to have something that sets you apart because there's so many maps out there to buy and everybody says like any old map will do. I mean, they're on Amazon, they're on Etsy, they're everywhere. Uh, I think in order to, to be a map store today, you've really got to have a message about quality. I am pretty fussy about quality. I see a lot of stuff out there that sells really well and I would sell it because it's sold, but it always pained me because I said this stuff is quality's not so great. And then there was stuff I thought was really high quality that nobody ever bought anyway. But in general, being 
a guide to quality, you know, like somebody who comes in and maybe they aren't so sure of what quality is and they're going to look for somebody who can really guide them to it. That's an angle that I hope would work. And it's the quality, it's the compilation that went into it. You can have two bike maps and actually, you know, the one that's like really shitty looks like a better map than the one that's actually a really awesome, useful bicycle map. And the average person can come in and say, well, this looks like a better bike map. You know, look how colorful it is and all that. And you can actually tell them, well, no, because like once you actually start to use it, you will discover that it is, it gives you nothing where you need it most. And this is the one that might not look as slick and colorful and pretty on your wall, but man, this is the one that you need if you want to actually go bicycling. That's quality. Have you made any enemies in running the shop since 1981? Yeah, not any serious ones. You know, my mom told me, don't make enemies because she'd catch me kind of doing it sometimes, you know, and then uh, that's one that I absorbed pretty well. And I can walk around this, this town and, and see people who are vaguely familiar. And lots of the times, if I do chat them up, it's because like, yeah, you know, where'd I know you from? Like I was the map store guy. Oh yeah. God, that place was great. It's not like these are close personal friends, but, uh, it's, it's not hard to find people who kind of know me just here in Rhode Island and in Providence. And, uh, that's pretty gratifying. It doesn't pay the bills, but it is a nice reason to just get out and walk around and talk to people. If, you know, maximizing my income was the thing, then I probably should have done something else. But if, you know, doing work that, you know, you could take some pride in is a little more important than that, then, um, you know, I think I did all right. If you didn't pick Andrew, who was your second choice for taking over the map shop? He stood out really well. I mean, there were people who, you know, seemed like very promising. They were local. They had some sort of connections to other business activities and, and experiences, but they ghosted. And so, you know, this, this sort of process of people corresponding and, and talking, and we actually had a live meeting or two, you know, and uh, new, new Andy there was the, I mean, I mean, nobody else was uh, as gung ho. You know, I mean, they all kind of thought there was a lot of people who kind of like idly, oh, wouldn't that be nice to have a map store? You just sit around and people show up and you sell them maps. And they said, well, you're going to have to like apply yourself a little more than that. So they were easy to eliminate. But uh, as far as like somebody who had just a certain irrational drive in the right direction, that was the most indispensable ingredient. You know, like uh, this is just something, it seems more like a calling than just like somebody says like, you know, hey, you know, I need a job. He, he, he definitely was a, a pretty good standout right from the start. <laughs> I can't guarantee his success, but I sure do want to do what I can to make it happen. And of the new things that Andrew has implemented, what's your least favorite? What, what I think is just shouldn't be the last word here. You know, like I could sort of caution him on stuff, you know, the way the same way that I had profitable items that I wasn't like delighted and and proud of and then there was other things where i drew the line i said like well i don't care like if everybody's selling like you know hug a planet globe pillows you know like i just not, i'm just gonna bother with that so i definitely had my limits but as far as like what kind of mix he's gonna put together here i'm trying not to be a hater he's gonna try something i think is a bad idea and it's gonna work so you know i i don't want to get too heavy-handed stepping on things right now Andy, I'm so glad you did this. So many people would have just dumpstered the whole thing, washed their hands, but you wanted something good to live and you did. Yeah. You had to put in a lot of work to make it happen. So we appreciate that. We'll see. I don't have everything it takes to make it happen, but I just hope 
that whatever I can contribute does make it in. I'm about 10 minutes from the end of my, the first podcast of yours that I've listened to. It was the one with the guy who says, walk, walk, walk. Jamshid Kuros. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to listen to more. That was great. <laughs> you got us both. Um, it just makes me feel a whole lot better taking this risk, knowing that I've got folks that are invested in seeing this business thrive. And so sometimes we have different visions about how things are going to be, but we're both on the same page there. And uh, it's, his, his help has been really essential in the past couple of months. Um, I'm, really, I'm really lucky that he, he still wants to, to be a part of this project. You got a real backstop. Yeah, I, it really is. Yeah. Well, it's so great. Thank you, Andrew. This is your chance to plug. Our website is uh, mapcenter.com. If you have a, uh, an interest in contributing to any of our cartographic challenges, I invite you to go to our website and we have a whole page of um, cartographic prompts. Uh, you will also see my email there so you can present your submissions and we can have a conversation about how we can get your work in print and help get you paid. I'm also on Instagram at the Map Center. I think that's it. I'm just so impressed, man. You picked absolute map business hard mode and whatever challenges you're facing i know you're up to them and i can't wait to see what happens next i think it's going to be great i i really appreciate that thank you so much <laughs> you were like i'm uprooting i'm doing everything hard i'm going somewhere and having a crotchety guy yell at me <laughs> <laughs> it's hard but it's the good kind of hard exactly it's worthwhile but yeah you're doing something truly unique and i'm just so impressed thank you oh thank you that that means a lot um all right well well thanks for having me on i really appreciate it and uh hey be well for show notes and bonus content visit veryexpensivemaps.com this episode is brought to you by the Map Consultancy, supplier of professional, data-driven maps for your decks, reports, walls, and events. Visit themapconsultancy.com to see what good maps can do for you. I'm Evan Applegate, I'm a cartographer, and you should make your own maps. No one wants to see dull, ugly maps. If you want to get through to your customers, you need the best cartography money can buy. The Map Consultancy will create maps with your data and your branding, PowerPoint decks, annual reports, conferences and events, your office walls. The Map Consultancy does it all. Visit themapconsultancy.com and get the best maps today.